Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. A little later in the show, we're going to talk with Ambassador Dennis Ross on Donald Trump's trip overseas, his first trip overseas as President of the United States. How's it going? What's he getting done? Uh, Dennis Ross will tell us about all of those things. We're also going to talk with author James McGrath Morris, author of The Ambulance Drivers, which takes a look at World War I through the lives of Ernest Hemingway and John Dos Passos during the Great War. It's a really interesting book, really interesting look at that time in our country now, almost 100 years ago. Uh, we're going to talk with him about his book and about those authors. Uh, so you'll want to stay tuned for both of those things. But first, of course, if you are heading into work or moving on with your day, you can still hear the full episode of Detroit Today. If you go to iTunes or wherever it is that you download podcasts and download Detroit Today or subscribe to it, you can get the show, the full show, and take it around with you wherever you want uh, and uh, listen to it whenever you are Ready. Okay, for the second time in his presidency, we're getting a look at Donald Trump's spending priorities. The winners, at least generally, are the military and border security agencies. The losers seem to be the poor, the disabled, young workers, the Great Lakes, Planned Parenthood, research institutions, and many other organizations that I could spend about the entire hour listing. It looks very unlikely that Congress will approve this budget as it is currently written, but we've been surprised too many times recently to take anything for granted. So the question is, what would this mean for states? Think of the things that the federal government does that help support state efforts to provide services, keep people safe, those kind of things gird our cities, something that's very important here in the state of Michigan. So what would this mean for Michigan if this budget were to take effect the way it has been proposed? Joining us now to talk about that is Rick Pluta, State Capitol Bureau Chief for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Rick, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Stephen. Hey, how are you? Good. You? Good. I'm pretty good, too. Uh, I'm a little aghast, I guess, at this budget. Uh, it's it's pretty brutal uh, on many different things that I think uh, lots of people hold dear. Uh, but let's talk specifically about the relationship between... But, but not surprising that, that this budget proposal is very consistent with what we've been, you know, hearing, you know, That's right. early on in the Trump administration about, you know, what they were planning to do. So yeah. I, I, you know, I, the elimination I, of Great Lakes funding is not a surprise. The right. major cuts to Medicaid, not a surprise. I, I mean, I guess I, I, I think uh, sometimes you ascribe those kinds of proposals, which are pretty radical in the in the world of federal budgeting to mm-hmm. these sort of political nods or head fakes right i'm going to you say i'm going to do x and that that's super extreme and then when you do y that's just uh, a hair to the you know to the to the left of that or or you know away from that extremity um then and people are like oh no we won sigh of relief yeah. yeah yeah but but here there wasn't any of that it seems uh, the things that they said they wanted to do they're coming out and and just proposing to do it so well so, no that's 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 very true but I, I i think the reaction to you know from from congressional republicans is really significant here that mm-hmm. fred upton has you know who's the senior republican in the michigan delegation and even though he's no longer a powerful committee chair, he still maintains a lot of influence 
within Congress, yes. has called this budget a non-starter. Yeah. That uh, he's got problems not just with the Great Lakes funding, which is something that the entire Michigan delegation and the Great Lakes delegations have uh, have have rallied around, but he's got concerns about Medicaid, about um, healthcare research, uh, Meals on Wheels. You know that that that. You know, this is and and you know, he, like I said, he's called this a non-starter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about what effect this budget would have on a state like Michigan, which of course receives uh, lots and lots and lots of money in in federal funds that sometimes are pass-throughs to to cities and and other kinds of uh, lower governmental jurisdictions, but sometimes fund direct sort of statewide. Programs. I, I would imagine that at the state level, in any state, you're looking at this thinking, oh, I, th- there's not really going to be an easy way to make this work. Mm-hmm. I, I think, too, one is certainly the Great Lakes funding is something that's unique to Michigan compared to most other states. Yes. But that really matters because that is, first of all, where the bulk of the money that we're getting to combat invasive species like um, Asian carp is is coming from Mm -hmm. but also that the great lakes fund it's not something that's brand new that this is basically uh, uh, a gathering of funds some that you know has have been online for 30 years in in one place so you know the fact that it's now all in the the great lakes fund doesn't mean it it's that it's this brand new money that this would be eliminating you know some some you know lake programs that go back generations and so there's that one the first out and then another one that's that's less unique to Michigan but you know still matters is Medicaid the threat that it would pose to the healthy Michigan program the Medicaid expansion that was part of Obamacare but also the cuts to Medicaid in general that the concept is that the federal government would start giving states block grants with the idea that they'll find more efficient ways to spend that money. But what governors like Rick Snyder and John Kasich of Ohio are, are saying is, no, it's not enough. That the, the way that you're planning to do this, we would just simply have to cut, throw people off the rolls, and offload those expenses back onto uh, hospitals and other programs. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that leaps out in this budget also is promises made, promises unkept. There were things that the president specifically said during the campaign he wouldn't he wouldn't cut or wouldn't uh, harm that that takes some big hits in this budget. Yeah, it's you know, um budget proposals especially from the executive branch that's true in Washington and that's true in Lansing are, you know, as much aspirational as they are practical. And you kind of have to wonder what are, you know, since this does deviate from things specifically that President Trump promised in the campaign, you know, what is, you know, what's, what's the aspirational aspect of this? What is the point that you're trying to make, especially since, you know, this, this budget is in for probably some major changes? You know, again, the reaction from congressional Republicans was like, hey, everybody, this is just a proposal. Now it's our turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Rick Pluta. He is the Capitol Bureau Chief of the Michigan Public Radio Network. We are talking about the proposed federal budget, Donald Trump's first proposed federal budget. Uh, what is 
What is it going to look like for states like Michigan? What are the things that he is proposing that would have an effect on state budgets in particular? You want to join the conversation? Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work your comments in to the conversation. Let's go to Rob in Auburn Hills. Rob, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, how are you? I'm doing that well. Um, I'm real quick. I wanted to bring up. Uh, I'm an engineer. I just graduated uh, with my master's degree, mm-hmm. so I had to do some research for that. And uh, one important thing to mention: um, there's a lot of criticism about the cuts to, you know, research funding, but um, a large amount of the funding, at least, that comes through STEM um, for STEM fields, uh, really comes through the Department of Defense. They do a lot of a lot of research sure. funding and a lot of good technologies, not even necessarily defense technologies, but lots of things in general have come out of, you know, Department of Defense funded research. So yeah. by increasing the military budget, they are in a way offsetting some of these other cuts. Um, and then the other thing real quick is, uh, you know, I did vote for Donald Trump. And I think that um, you talked about how the budget is different from what he said on the campaign trail. My mm-hmm. hope is that this is a could be used as a point of discussion where all these departments he makes cuts to, he would sort of force them to justify uh, why they're getting this money um, in perhaps a more rigorous way than we've seen before. Because I don't think there's anybody who doesn't think that government is a tad bit bureaucratic and uh, possibly you know a little overcomplicated, spending a little too much in a lot of different areas. So well, but, uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I think you're right about the fact that most people would, would admit that government is imperfect in the way that it spends money and the, in the way that it sort of demands uh, accountability of outcome for, for that money. At the same time, <clears throat> when you look at these cuts, though, Rob, uh, I mean, if you think of the effect of just stopping funding for programs that, for instance, help, uh, help poor kids in schools, I mean, there is no there is no substitute for that. Even if that money is being spent in a less than perfectly efficient way, don't we need that money to make sure that I don't know poor kids don't go hungry? Ideally, um, as a Trump supporter, I'm hoping that uh, you know that like he's uh, your Rick said um, that this is an aspirational, not a practical budget. Um, my hope is that aspirational he's budget. Make- that's an interesting. That's an interesting term. I, you know, I, I, I don't know that. I mean, as someone who's sort of had to write about this stuff for twenty five years, I don't know that I've ever heard the term aspirational budget before. Uh, I think the expect- I do come up with original thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, I feel like I feel like. Uh, uh, the, the the point of a budget is to set priorities, and that. Uh, uh, you know, you set those priorities, and then you let Congress tell you which ones uh, they're they're willing to go with. But but I mean, that's an incredible break. I think Rob, you're extending to the president, um, I, and it's not one I guess that I'm willing to 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 do. Let's take one more call here, uh, Anna in Detroit. Um, oh, no, with Anna dropped there. Let's go to Shelly in Troy. Shelly, welcome to Detroit today. Hello. I have a comment in regards to the budget and uh-huh. health care. Uh-huh. Go ahead. My particular comment is, is for a long time I've thought that we have two issues to deal with. Um, Medicare certainly um, needs to be saved. 
And by extending Medicare for all, I believe that the dollars going into the Medicare program, which is extremely well run and has been well run uh, for quite some time, um, would be able to fill the needs and and fill the gaps um, in people's coverage and be affordable. Yeah. Yeah, Shelley, great point. I think that's uh, one of the things that we're hoping we would get to and and get to see, but uh, this budget, I think, goes in a really, really different different direction. Uh, Rick Pluta... There's another big different direction that that we should point out, Stephen, just because you focus so much on this show, but Mm -hmm. the the big cuts to education funding and the diversion of a lot of that funding to um, states that adopt robust school choice programs. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Vouchers, I, charters, things like that. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are some real uh, shifts, not just in priority, but in support uh, for sort of traditional th- things that the federal government does in this budget. Uh, before I let you go, Rick, uh, give give me your your sort of assessment of how likely this is to change substantively before we get it through. When the Republican leaders, members of the Appropriations Committee, say that this budget isn't going to be the budget that's adopted, that's a pretty clear signal that this budget is not the budget that's going going to be adopted. Yeah, yeah. It will be be a debate and something of a a struggle. Now, we might see big cuts, for example, to um, Great Lakes funding compared to what we, you know, what we have right now. But that gets back to the head fake, uh, you know, point that you were making earlier. Yeah. Okay. Rick Pluta, Capitol Bureau Chief of the Michigan Public Radio Network. As always, thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. As always, a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, up next, a conversation with Ambassador Dennis Ross, who served as a point person on Middle East peace talks for several presidents. We'll get his take on President Trump's trip overseas this week. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.